Today is March the 2nd. Today, it's party time in the book of Leviticus. What do we mean? Let's find out together as we read Leviticus 20 to 23. In reading through the Bible in a year today, we read Leviticus 20 to 23. Chapter 20 is very serious. It's all the capital offenses, things that merit death in Israel. 21 and 22 deal with the priests and how the priests would purify themselves. But when we come to chapter 23, we have seven festivals that are laid out for Israel to celebrate. The first is the Passover in which Israel remembered God delivering them from Egypt. Then the Feast of Unleavened Bread, seven days in which they would eat bread with no yeast, remembering their time spent in the wilderness. After that, we have the celebration of the first fruits when the harvest first sprouts. They're to take the beginning of the harvest and present it to the Lord. Fifty days later, they have the harvest festival. Uh, this is also my New Testament time, known by the Greek word Pentecost, because it's 50 days of harvest later. Then we have the festival of trumpets, Rosh Hashanah. This is the Jewish New Year festival. Uh, Ten days later, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And then we end with Sukkot, the festival of shelters, seven days in which Israel lived in booths or shelters and remembered the time that they spent in the wilderness. The interesting thing about all of these festivals, they all look back to remember where they came from, the historical roots of the people of Israel how God was there, how God provided and cared for them all along the way. Let's read Leviticus 20 to 23. Leviticus 20 to 23, New Living Translation. Leviticus 20. The Lord said to Moses, Give the people of Israel these instructions, which apply both to native Israelites and to the foreigners living in Israel. If any of them offer their children as a sacrifice to Moloch, they must be put to death. The people of the community must stone them to death. I myself will turn against them and cut them off from the community because they defiled my sanctuary and brought shame on my holy name by offering their children to Moloch. If the people of the community ignore those who offer their children to Molech and refuse to execute them, I myself will turn against them and their families and will cut them off from the community. This will happen to all who commit spiritual prostitution by worshiping Molech. I'll also turn against those who commit spiritual prostitution by putting their trust in mediums or in those who consult the spirits of the dead. I will cut them off from the community. So set yourselves apart to be holy, 
for I am the Lord your God. Keep all of my decrees by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord who makes you holy. Anyone who dishonors father or mother must be put to death. Such a person is guilty of a capital offense. If a man commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, both the men and the woman who have committed adultery must be put to death. If a man violates his father by having sex with one of his father's wives, both the man and the woman must be put to death, for they're guilty of a capital offense. If a man has sex with his daughter-in-law, they must both be put to death. They've committed a perverse act and are guilty of a capital offense. If a man practices homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman, both men have committed a detestable act. They must both be put to death, for they're guilty of a capital offense. If a man marries both a woman and her mother, he's committed a wicked act. The man and both women must be burned to death to wipe out such wickedness from among you. If a man has sex with an animal, he must be put to death and the animal must be killed. If a woman presents herself to a male animal to have intercourse with it, she and the animal must both be put to death. You must kill both for they're guilty of a capital offense. If a man marries his sister, the daughter of either his father or his mother, and they have sexual relations, it's a shameful disgrace. They must be publicly cut off from the community. Since the man has violated his sister, he will be punished for his sin. If a man has sexual relations with a woman during her menstrual period, both of them must be cut off from the community. For together, they have exposed the source of her blood flow. Do not have sexual relations with your aunt, whether your mother's sister or your father's sister. This would dishonor a close relative. Both parties are guilty and will be punished for their sin. If a man has sex with his uncle's wife, he's violated his uncle. Both the man and the woman will be punished for their sin. They will die childless. If a man marries his brother's wife, it's an act of impurity. He has violated his brother, and the guilty couple will remain childless. You must keep all my decrees and regulations by putting them into practice. Otherwise, the land to which I'm bringing you as your new home will vomit you out. Do not live according to the customs of the people I'm driving out before you. It's because they do these shameful things that I detest them. But I promised you, you will possess their land because I will give it to you as your possession, a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm the Lord your God who has set you apart from all other people. You must therefore make a distinction between ceremonially clean and unclean animals, between clean and unclean birds. You must not defile yourself by eating any unclean animal or bird or creature that scurries along the ground. I've identified them as being unclean for you. You must be holy because I, the Lord, am holy. I've set you apart from all other people to be my very own. Men and women among you who act as mediums or who consult the spirits of the dead must be put to death by stoning. They're guilty of a capital offense. Leviticus 21. 
The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the priests, the descendants of Aaron. A priest must not make himself ceremonially unclean by touching the dead body of a relative. The only exceptions are his closest relatives, his mother or father, son or daughter, brother, or his virgin sister, who depends on him because she has no husband. But a priest must not defile himself and make himself unclean for someone who is related to him only by marriage. The priests must not shave their heads or trim their beards or cut their bodies. They must be set apart as holy to, the, to their God. They must never bring shame on the name of God. They must be holy, for they are the ones who present the special gifts to the Lord, gifts of food for their God. Priests may not marry a woman defiled by prostitution. They may not marry a woman who is divorced from her husband, for the priests are set apart as holy to their God. You must treat them as holy because they offer up food to your God. You must consider them holy because I, the Lord, am holy, and I make you holy. If a priest's daughter defiles herself by becoming a prostitute, she also defiles her father's holiness. She must be burned to death. The high priest has the highest rank of all the priests. The anointing oil must be poured on his head. He has been ordained to wear the priestly garments. He must never leave his hair uncombed or tear his clothing. He must not defile himself by going near a dead body. He may not make himself ceremonial and clean, even for his father or mother. He must not devile the sanctuary of his God by leaving it to attend to a dead person, for he's been made holy by the anointing oil of his God. I am the Lord. The high priest may marry only a virgin. He may not marry a widow, a woman who is divorced, or a woman who has defiled herself by prostitution. She must be a virgin from his own clan, so that he will not dishonor his descendants among his clan, for I am the Lord who makes him holy. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to Aaron in all future generations. None of your descendants who have any defect will qualify to offer food to his God. No one who has a defect qualifies, whether he's blind, lame, disfigured, deformed, or has a broken foot or arm, or is hunchbacked or dwarfed, or has a defective eye or skin sores, or scabs, or damaged testicles. No descendant of Aaron who has a defect may approach the altar to present special gifts to the Lord. Since he has a defect, he may not approach the altar to offer food to his God. However, he may eat from the food offered to God, including the holy offerings and the most holy offerings. Yet because of his physical defect, he may not enter the room behind the inner curtain or approach the altar, for this would defile my holy place. I am the Lord who makes them holy. So Moses gave these instructions to Aaron and his sons and to all the Israelites. Leviticus 22. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to be very careful with the sacred gifts that the Israelites set apart for me, so they don't bring shame on my holy name. I am the Lord. Give them the following instructions. In all future generations, if any of your descendants is ceremonially unclean, when he approaches the sacred offerings that the people of Israel consecrate to the Lord, he must be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. 
If any of Aaron's descendants has a skin disease or any kind of discharge that makes him ceremonially unclean, he may not eat from the sacred offerings until he has been pronounced clean. He also becomes unclean by touching a corpse or by having an emission of semen or by touching a small animal that is unclean or by touching someone who is ceremonially unclean for any reason. The man who is defiled in any of these ways will remain unclean until evening. He may not eat from the sacred offerings until he has bathed himself in water. When the sun goes down, he will be ceremonially clean again and may eat from the sacred offerings, for this is his food. He may not eat an animal that has died a natural death or has been torn apart by wild animals, for this would defile him. I am the Lord. The priests must follow my instructions carefully. Otherwise, they'll be punished for their sin and will die for violating my instructions. I am the Lord who makes them holy. No one outside a priest's family may eat the sacred offerings. Even guests or hired workers in a priest's home are not allowed to eat them. However, if the priest buys a slave for himself, the slave may eat from the sacred offerings. If his slaves have children, they may also share his food. If a priest's daughter marries someone outside the priestly family, she may no longer eat the sacred offerings. But if she becomes a widower, is divorced, and has no children to support her, and she returns to live in her father's home as in her youth, she may eat her father's food again. Otherwise, no one outside a priest's family may eat the sacred offerings. Any such person who eats the sacred offerings without realizing it must pay the priest for the amount eaten, plus an additional 20%. The priests must not let the Israelites defile the sacred offerings brought to the Lord by allowing unauthorized people to eat them. This would bring guilt upon them and require them to pay compensation. I am the Lord who makes them holy. And the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons and all the Israelites these instructions, which apply both to native Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. If you present a gift as a burnt offering to the Lord, whether it's to fulfill a vow or as a voluntary offering, you will be accepted only if your offering is a male animal with no defects. It may be a bull, a ram, or a male goat. Do not present the animal with defects, because the Lord will not accept it on your behalf. If you present a peace offering to the Lord from the curd or the flock, whether it's to fulfill a vow or as a voluntary offering, you must offer a perfect animal. It may have no defect of any kind. You may not offer an animal that is blind, crippled, or injured, or that has a wart, a skin sore, or scabs. Such animals must never be offered on the altar as special gifts to the Lord. If a bull or lamb has a leg that's too long or too short, it may be offered as a voluntary offering, but it may not be offered to fulfill a vow. If an animal has damaged testicles or is castrated, you may not offer it to the Lord. You must never do this in your own land. You must not accept such an animal from foreigners and then offer it as a sacrifice to your God. Such animals will not be accepted on your behalf, for they're mutilated or defective. 
The Lord said to Moses, when a calf or lamb or goat is born, it must be left with its mother for seven days. From the eighth day on, it will be acceptable as a special gift to the Lord. But you must not slaughter a mother animal and her offspring on the same day, whether from the herd or the flock. When you bring a thanksgiving offering to the Lord, sacrifice it properly so you'll be accepted. Eat the entire sacrificial animal on the day it's presented. Don't leave any of it until the next morning. I am the Lord. You must faithfully keep all my commands by putting them into practice. For I am the Lord. Do not bring shame on my holy name, for I will display my holiness among the people of Israel. I am the Lord who makes you holy. It was I who rescued you from the land of Egypt, that I might be your God. I am the Lord. Leviticus 23 The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. These are the Lord's appointed festivals, which you are to proclaim as official days for a holy assembly. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of complete rest, an official day for holy assembly. It's the Lord's Sabbath day, and it must be observed wherever you live. In addition to the Sabbath, these are the Lord's appointed festivals, the official days for a holy assembly that are to be celebrated at their proper times each year. The Lord's Passover begins at sundown on the 14th day of the first month. On the next day, the 15th day of the month, you must begin celebrating the festival of unleavened bread. The festival to the Lord continues for seven days. During that time, the bread you eat must be made without yeast. On the first day of the festival, all the people must stop their ordinary work and observe an official day for a holy assembly. For seven days, you must present special gifts to the Lord. On the seventh day, the people must again stop all their ordinary work to observe an official day for a holy assembly. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you enter the land I'm giving you and you harvest its first crops, bring the priest a bundle of grain from the first cutting of your grain harvest. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest will lift it up before the Lord, so it may be accepted on your behalf. On that same day, you must sacrifice a one-year-old male lamb with no defects as a burnt offering to the Lord. With it, you must present a grain offering consisting of four quarts of choice flour moistened with olive oil. It'll be a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. You must also offer one quart of wine as a liquid offering. Don't eat any bread or roasted grain or fresh kernels on the day that you bring this offering to your God. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation, wherever you live. From the day after the Sabbath, the day you bring the bundle of grain to be lifted up as a special offering, count off seven full weeks. Keep counting until the day after the seventh Sabbath, 50 days later. Then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. From wherever you live, bring two loaves of bread to be lifted up before the Lord as a special offering. Make these loaves from four quarts of choice flour. Bake them with yeast. There'll be an offering to the Lord from the first of your crops. Along with the bread, present seven one-year-old male lambs with no defects, one young bull and two rams 
as burnt offerings to the Lord. These burnt offerings, together with the grain offerings and liquid offerings, will be a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Then you must offer one male goat as a sin offering and two one-year-old male lambs as a peace offering. The priest will lift up the two lambs as a special offering to the Lord, together with the loaves, representing the first of your crops. These offerings, which are holy to the Lord, belong to the priests. That same day will be proclaimed an official day for holy assembly, a day on which you do no ordinary work. This is a permanent law for you. It must be observed from generation to generation, wherever you live. When you harvest the crops of your land, don't harvest the grain along the edges of your fields. Don't pick up what the harvesters drop. Leave it for the poor and the foreigners living among you. I am the Lord your God. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. On the first day of the appointed month in early autumn, you are to observe a day of complete rest. It'll be an official day for holy assembly, a day commemorated with loud blasts of a trumpet. You must do no ordinary work on that day. Instead, you're to present special gifts to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, Be careful to celebrate the Day of Atonement on the tenth day of that same month, nine days after the Festival of Trumpets. You must observe it as an official day for a holy assembly, a day to deny yourselves and present special gifts to the Lord. Do no work during the entire day because it's the Day of Atonement when offerings of purification are made for you, making you right with the Lord your God. All who do not deny themselves that day will be cut off from the Lord's people. I'll destroy anyone among you who does any work on that day. You must not do any work at all. This is a permanent law for you. It must be observed from generation to generation, wherever you live. It'll be a Sabbath day of complete rest for you. On that day, you must deny yourselves. This day of rest will begin at sundown on the ninth day of the month and extend until sundown on the tenth day. And the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. Begin celebrating the festival of shelters on the 15th day of the appointed month, five days after the Day of Atonement. This festival to the Lord will last for seven days. On the first day of the festival, you must proclaim an official day for holy assembly when you do no ordinary work. For seven days, you must present special gifts to the Lord. The eighth day is another holy day on which you present your special gifts to the Lord. This will be a solemn occasion, and no ordinary work may be done that day. These are the Lord's appointed festivals. Celebrate them each year as official days for holy assembly by presenting special gifts to the Lord. Burnt offerings, grain offerings, sacrifices, liquid offerings, each on its proper day. These festivals must be observed in addition to the Lord's regular Sabbath days. And the offerings are in addition to your personal gifts. The offerings you give to fulfill your vows and the voluntary offerings you present to the Lord. Remember that this seven-day festival to the Lord, the Festival of Shelters, begins on the 15th day of the appointed month, after you've harvested all the produce of the land. The first day and the eighth day of the festival will be days of complete rest. On the first day, gather branches from magnificent trees, 
palm fronds, boughs from leafy trees, willows that grow by the streams. Then celebrate with joy before the Lord your God for seven days. You must observe this festival to the Lord for seven days every year. This is a permanent law for you. It must be observed in the appointed month from generation to generation. For seven days, you must live outside in little shelters. All native-born Israelites must live in shelters. This will remind each new generation of Israelites that I made their ancestors live in shelters when I rescued them from the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses gave the Israelites these instructions regarding the annual festivals of the Lord. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Tomorrow, we'll ask, what was the Jubilee?